0: Welcome everyone, thank you for coming Welcome all the Torah Anytime viewers um, And we begin at the beginning of the parsha. Rivka Yemenu waited many years to have a child, to have children She was very young when she got married, she was only 3 years old And they're waiting 20 years they waited 10 years until she was 13 she's capable of having children and then they waited 10 years and they saw she was in an akara, and they prayed and Hashem answered their tefillah and Rivka was expecting Baruch Hashem and there's something going on inside her there's a big struggle you know she didn't understand what was happening every time she passed by the base medrash right Yaakov was kicking to come out every time they passed by the base avodah zara the house of idols Esav was coming out They were struggling So what were they struggling about? What were they fighting about? Rashi says they were fighting over this world The next world, you know, big struggles Very important struggles The Torah says, no, it wasn't such a uh, Holy struggle Very simple Yaakov was smooth Esav was a hairy guy Yaakov was itchy He was itchy (laughs) That was the fight he He was itchy Okay Yaakov was itchy, Esav had the hair You know when you get a haircut, when the hair is on your head it's not itchy When it's somebody else's, you know, once it's off (laughs) Okay, anyway, the Torah tells us something very interesting The Torah tells us Yitzchak loved Esav Yitzchak loved Esav Rivka loved Yaakov very strange. Why did Yitzhak love Esav? What, he fooled him? He pulled the wall over his eyes? You know, Yitzhak, Esav came in, you know, he made himself like a big tzaddik. He said, uh, the Medrash says, he used to ask his father Shilas, how do you take Miser off of salt? All these, you know, Chumras, Esav. I mean, come on, he tricked his father? Yitzhak had Ruach HaKodesh. Yitzhak didn't know Esav was a Rasha. He was one of the greatest people who ever lived. Do You think uh, Esav tricked him? Says the Medrash, look at number one. V'chilohaya avinu Yitzchak Esav Yitzchak didn't know about Esav's actions? Sheheim ka'urim? That they were disgusting? V'hakosavoymer The Torah tells us Halo m'sanecha Hashem esna You're supposed to hate those who hate Hashem U'mebnei ma'ahevo Why did Yitzhak love Esav? Says the Medrash He didn't love him because he was a Tzadik He loved him because he was a Rasha you wanted to be makar of him. Could you, if you, could you be makar of someone? Oh, get out of here. You know, you're a rush. Leave. Out. There's the door. Out. Can't be makar of someone that way. You have to show love to them. Says the medrash, It was a front. He made it as if he loved him. To bring him close. Yitzhak said, This is the only way to go. It's logical. If he is so terrible when I love him, imagine how bad he'll be if I hate him. You know, he'll, he'll run away. He'll, be, uh, he'll kill more Jews. So, this way, what? Yeah, I have to show him love. Maybe this will bring him closer to the Torah. There's no other way. He's his son. You have to love him whenever he his son. Not every feminine you got, the everyone perfect, all that perfect. someone go the other way. Yeah, but so if the Torah t- makes it the point to say that Yitzchak loved Esav, it's not just saying he loved him because it's his son. It sounds like he showed special love to him. Why? Only to be Makar him. Really? Perhaps he hated him. And we'll see. He hated him. But he showed him love. He showed him love to be Makar him. Says the Gemara. Our sages teach us <laughs> You should always Take the right hand to draw close And the left hand to push away Right? When you're dealing with people who are Who are not doing what's proper So then you have to take a dual approach You, you bring close with the right hand You push away with the left hand By the way, if you take someone you schlep them to you with your right hand and you push them away with your left hand, what, what happens to the person? Turn. Turn, around. turn around. That's how the person turns around. <laughs> right? That's how they turn. But, but, they do a 360. You take the guy with your right hand, you bring him close with your left hand, you spin him around. But that's the approach that Yitzchak used. That he, It wasn't that he loved Esau, that Esau tricked him, that Esau duped him. What was it? Yeah, Yitzchak was trying to be Makar of him the Chida wrote a commentary on the Haftaras. Chida was one of the greatest all-time Svar Gedolim and the greatest Gedolim of all time and he says in the name of Reb Chaim Vital. Reb Chaim Vital is the Talmud of the Arizal that why did Yitzchak give Esav the brachos why did Yitzchak want to give Esav the brachos so we thought oh because you know Esav tricked his father Esav made his father think he's the righteous one and Yitzchak was fooled no Yitzchak knew who Esav was Yitzchak felt, I'll give him the bracha, he'll see how much I love him. And he'll do tshuva. Makar of him. How you makear of people? By throwing rocks at them? That's not going to work. The only way to be Makar of them is to show them extra ava. So therefore, says of Chaim Vital, Yitzchak didn't give Esav the bracha because Esav deserved the bracha. He gave him the bracha because he needed the bracha. And we're going to explain what that means exactly. That... How, by giving the bracha to Esav, was Yitzchak being Makari of Esau? How would that bring Esav closer? This is the bracha that really Yitzchak gave to Yaakov? Yeah. How would that have brought Esav closer? A serious bracha. I mean, that's like everything that the B'nai has. How would that have brought Esav closer? In what way? Okay. So we're going to start. We're going to bring out two points that are not really necessarily connected to our discussion. But we'll come back to them. Number one. Tosis tells us something very interesting. When Esav was born, what does it say? Vayetzei harishon admoni. What does admoni mean? Red, right. It's red. So the Tysus brings down, Esav was born, Yitzhak takes a look at him, he's a red complexion, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's red. He's bloody. So Yitzhak says we can't do brismila. Because when somebody is red in his skin, when a baby is red in his skin, sometimes what that means is the blood has not yet been absorbed in the bloodstream, the blood is still in the tissue and still in the muscle. And if you cut the muscle, it will cause terrible bleeding. So Yitzhak says, we can't do mila now. The blood hasn't been absorbed in the bloodstream yet. So Yitzhak's waiting and waiting. He's one years old. He's two years old. He looks exactly the same. Yitzhak realizes this is just the way he looks. This is not, uh, it's not that the blood hasn't been absorbed yet. So Yitzhak says, should I give him a mila now? Yitzhak says, uh, in the history of uh, Kla Yisrael, no one ever had a bris at 2 years old, either at 8 days old, or Yishma had at 13. So I'll wait till he's 13. So he turns 13 years old, they're sending out the Bar Mitzvah invitations, and Yisrael comes over to Esau. Esau, by the way, after you say your bshetl, you know, after you give your Dvar Torah at the Bar Mitzvah, I just want you to know, we're going to be doing a little procedure. You know, we're going to be doing bris mila. said, don't come near me with that knife. I don't want it. So what's what's going and do we can't force him? Esav refused, and um, Esav never had a bris milah. Okay, we'll come back to that. This brings us to a very interesting topic, and that is, in uh, anyone who deals with talmidim in a yeshiva or in a shul or anywhere, you're always confronted with a very big challenge, and that is, sometimes there are people, they're not on board. You know, they're not with the program They're disturbing They're, sometimes They don't act appropriately What do you do with them? Do you draw them close Or do you push them away? So we have to see Apparently, what did Yitzchak hold? Yitzchak said, we've got to draw him close Says of Chaim Bitao, what did Rivka hold? Rivka said, this kid There's no Kira for this kid There's no Kira for this kid who is correct, says Rav Vital? Apparently in this case, Rivka was correct because Hashem went along with Rivka's plan. So what we want to try to understand is when should a person say, I bring you close with my right hand, I push you away with my left hand. In other words, I want to draw you close to Hashem. Or is there ever a time that you push someone away? Someone away? So let's see. There was a woman by the name of Timnah. Timnah was a daughter of kings. And she wanted to convert. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, on the Tzadik Tes, Amid Beis. So she comes to Abraham, convert me. Avraham says, no. She comes to Yitzchak, convert me. Yitzchak says, no. She comes to Yaakov, convert me. Yaakov says, no. She says to herself, I would rather be a shivcha, a maidservant, a slave to this great people, to someone related to them, than to be a queen. She was the daughter of a king. And therefore she went ahead and she became the Shivcha. She became the Pelegesh, the concubine of Eliphaz. Eliphaz was a son. Who was born from that union of Eliphaz and Timnah? Amalek. Amalek. Says the Gemara. Why did Amalek come from there? Because Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov should have been Makari of this woman. She comes to convert. She comes closer to Hashem. They shouldn't have pushed her away. They shouldn't have said, you're not allowed to convert. They should have drawn her close. What was the reason not to convert? Uh, why didn't they convert her? Now apparently, they must have had a very good reason not to convert. her. What was it? We don't know. Obviously she had bad character because she produced a kid like Amalek, who is the, the source of all evil of the Jewish people. More... Right? How many of our people have been murdered by the nation of Amalek? Whoever they are, they're Germans. So obviously this woman, Timnah, was not a big tzadikah. She had bad character. She had flaws. And this wasn't only Avraham's opinion of her. Yitzchak agreed, Yaakov agreed. They all agreed she was rotten. Nevertheless, the Gemara says, why did Amalek come out? Because they rejected her. Says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz the worst thing you could do to a human being is reject them when you reject someone you put in them venom you put in them poison it's like arson the worst poison in the world and from that poison will come out the worst products who came out? Amalek But this is the way when someone comes to the du the first time you say no, the second time you say no so apparently, with Dochin, we say, nah, you know, what do you need it for? It's very. Uh, but nevertheless, Avram Yitzchak did not accept her. What, what do you mean? They didn't accept her as a convert. In other words, Avram Yitzchak made, made many gerim. right? As Sannafish Shah says, tens of thousands. This woman, they rejected. Didn't they didn't accept her. Yeah. They said, you know, eh. Goodbye. You know, Yitzchak didn't see in the work Kodesh what is going to be with the Esau. Yeah, I mean, he could freak. kill him. He, did, he didn't like him. They were he, afraid of her of, of, of father. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Yitzchak with Esau? Yeah. <laughs> no, already not remember. No, already. Rivkanu, Rivkanu, Rivkanu. But, but Yitzchak didn't know. With Yitzhak with Yitzhak. No, the Ramban says that she was afraid to tell Yitzchak that she went behind his back to a different Navi. Why didn't you come to me? <clears throat> right? So she never told him. Yitzchak never knew what yeah, but he. I don't know if he knew what, you know, the evil, the rat. The rat. So anyway, Reb Chaim says, says, what do we see from here? We see from here the devastating effects of rejecting someone. Someone comes, wants to come closer to Hashem, you reject them, what does that produce? Amalek. We have another incident. The Gemara tells us in Sota, the same thing. You always have to draw close with your right hand, push away with your left hand. Why? There was a man by the name of Oisai Ha'esh. Who's Oisai Yeshu. Yashka. By the way, this has been removed from our Gemaras. The censors took this out. But, well, we're going to learn from Chavim Sholev, it's called the Gemara. There was a man by the name of Yeshu. Okay? And the Gemara says, from the following story we learn out, you draw close with your right hand, you push away with your left hand. But you don't push away with two hands. Why? Because Rabbi Yeshua ben Prachia, who is the Rebbe of Yashka, was, went together with Yashka to someone's house. And Rabbi Shub and commented, Oh, look what a wonderful host they have. So Yeshu said, Yeah. But, and Yeshu made a comment on the woman's eyes regarding her beauty. So the Rabbi said, I wasn't commenting on her looks to solicit a comment from you about her eyes. What, why are you staring at this woman? Why are you telling me about the way this woman looks? Rabbi Shub and said, Get out of here. Yibshu ben took 400 shofarim and he put him in cherem. Chutzpah. I was commenting on how nice the people were. What you th- Yeshu thought, look how, look how disgusting and low this person was. He thought his Rebbe was commenting on how attractive the woman was, so Yeshu said, yeah, but look at her eyes. Yibshu ben said, I'm not talking about how the woman looks. I'm talking about how nice they are. How dare you even accuse me of commenting on her, on her looks? And what are you staring at this woman for? He put him in Khiram, says the Gemara, because he rejected him. That's why he became who he became. In other words, says the Gemara, had Rabbi Shuban Prahya dealt with him in a more accepting way, if you would have tried to draw him close... He would go back and try to uh, forgive him. Yeah. And well, there was some mistake, like confused between them. He, and the same day, the same day he wanted to forgive him. Well, he said, Chazar and then he said, well, I have a tradition from you that anyone who makes other people sin can't do tshuva. But it was, it was based on the fact that they went to somebody's house and Yeshu thought his Rebbe was commenting on the women. And uh, the Rebbe said, why are you looking at the ladies? I'm not talking about them. That's what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, had the Rebbe try to draw him close, we didn't try to draw him close. This guy is a mushchas. He's disgusting. His mind is so contaminated that not only can, is all he's interested in looking at the women, he thinks that's what his Rebbe's doing. And yet the Gemara says, had Rebbe Yeshua ben Prahya been more accepting and tried to draw him close more, this Russia would never have occurred. Right, And we could say, more people have been murdered in the name of this individual than for any other cause in the history of humanity. Right? It's clear. It's obvious. And all of this would have been avoided had Reb Yeshua ben Prachya tried to have been makarev this individual. Says the Gemara, what do we see from here? Don't reject anyone. <laughs> right? Don't reject anyone. It's like um, Reb Ruderman used to say, before you throw a kid out of yeshiva, you have to realize it's not just a monetary issue. It's an issue of life and death. Dinei Nefashos So what do we see also What? Yoshka is considered Amalek No, no, but he's not good <laughs> He's not Okay So what we see from here is That when you reject someone you, th- you inject poison into them That poison sprouts into The worst type of growth On the other hand Says Reb Chaim Shulevitz there are times that you have to reject Hashem tells Avraham Avraham had to throw out Yishmael what did Avraham do? he threw out Yishmael and yet very interestingly when Avraham threw out Yishmael what did he give him to eat? it says he gave him bread he gave him a jug of water it says ask Rashi give him some pocket change maybe you know he'll want to buy a slice of pizza on the way Maybe he want to play some scratch-off. You know, You need some cash. Says Rashi, you know why Avraham didn't give him money? Because Avraham hated him. He hated Yishmael. Why did he hate Yishmael? Because Yishmael went off Latar Basra. He went off the Darach. So Avraham hated him. Ask Reb Chaim What do you mean he hated him? Don't you know what it says right after that? By the Akedah? Hashem tells Avraham, Kachnas bincha. Take your son. Avraham said, which one? I have two sons. Yechidcha, your only one. Avraham said, they're both only. Asherahavta, the one you love. Avraham said, I love both of them. So on the one hand, Avraham gives Yishmael nothing when he throws him out. Why? Rashi says he hated him. And on the other hand, when Hashem tells Avraham, Shecht, your son, it's the one you love, Avraham said, I love Yishmael and Yitzchak equally. So did Abraham love Yishmael? Or did Avram hate Yishmael? Says Chaim Shmulevitz, he loved Yishmael and he hated Yishmael. How could you do both? Most people, you can't love and hate them at the same time. Says Chaim Shmulevitz, Midos are not feelings. Midos are measurements. You love the person, you hate their actions. It's not a contradiction. And especially when you're rejecting someone, That is the time you have to show them the most love And you have to love them Why? Because if you reject them out of personal hatred Then you're not doing justice to them That's not justice That's just animosity When you're rejecting them You have to show the love So that they realize this is justice And Reb Chaim it says Where do we learn this out from? From Hashem Himself Why? Because when the Beis HaMikdash was, was being destroyed And the Gayim came into the Beis HaMikdash They came into the Kodesh HaKdash And they saw the Kruvim embracing each other So the question is Marsha asks the question What do you mean the Gemara tells us That the Kruvim only embraced each other when, God, when the Jewish people did God's will but When the Jewish people did not do the will of God The Kruvim turned away from each other So how is it then At the time when the Beis HaMikdash was being destroyed Obviously we were not doing the will of God So why were the Kruvim embracing each other? they shouldn't have been embracing each other the answer is God is punishing us and God is showing us that while I'm punishing you I show my love to you so that you realize this is not just animosity and hatred this is justice but at the same time I love you so what we're seeing is there are times that you can't reject someone no matter how bad they are even Yashka you should have been the of him Timnah, we should have been makar of her. Yishmael, he was commanded to reject. Esav, we have a machlokes between Yitzchak and Rivka. Yitzchak says, this is an opportunity for Kiruv. Rivka says, out of the house. Who did Hashem agree with? Rivka. By the way, the Chafetz Chaim used to say that, you know, one of the... uh, powerful members of the Communist Party was uh, a Jew named Trotsky and Trotsky as a kid was thrown out of the cheder and right, he started the Yabuskim the and the, uh, one of the socialist parties and the Chavetz Chaim used to say if only Trotsky's third grade Rebbe, second grade Rebbe, first grade would have been Makariv him imagine all the trouble that would have been avoided so it's a very difficult thing how do you know when to bring someone close, how do you know when to reject someone? And we have a very interesting statement from the Sefer HaChasidim. The Sefer HaChasidim was one of the Rishonim. And he says like this. He says, In number seven, if someone has students, osik es es And there is a student who is challenging the Rebbe, challenging other Talmidim. It is better to chase this one away for the benefit of everyone else. There's a in Mishle. Chase out the scoffer and end the fight. He continues. If you turn over, next. Someone has children. And one of them is a troublemaker. Mutav Shayidcha Esharasha push away the wicked with both hands. But you'll ask me, but doesn't the Gemara say you draw close with the right hand, you push away with the left hand? The al Yomar don't say Bahalo Amru The chachamim say, Tehe you should push away with the left hand and bring close with the right hand. Says the Sefer Khassidim that's very nice until it affects anybody else. But if it affects other people, if others are being affected, you'll be worse off if you don't push them away. Where do we learn this from? David HaMelech tried to be Makari of Avshalom and look how many people were murdered. So the Sefer Chasidim says it's not an absolute rule always to bring close with the right hand and push away with the left hand. Sometimes you take the right hand, you take the left hand, and you shove out the door. So how do we know what to do? We're human beings. We're we prone to make mistakes. We how do we know what to do? Very difficult question. A very difficult question. Perhaps we'll get a clue in one word the Sefer Chassidim uses. And that is, he says, What does lekantor mean? Lekantor means... He's challenging. What does that mean? That means like this. You have a guy like Yashka. He's a terrible guy. All that's on his mind is Taiva. Noshem. Mishistaklos. He has a big Sahara. His Yetzirah has grabbed a hold of him. He's not, he's a rotten guy. Bring him close. Bring him close. He has a big Sahara. So that other guy is a small Yetzirah. He needs extra Kirov. Timna, Timna came. She wanted to be Megayar. She wanted to come close to Hashem. She came, but she's bad. Yeah, but she's coming, she's coming close. She's sincerely coming close, but she's a bad person. It doesn't matter. But what the Sefer Chassidim was talking about, he's Lakantar. What, what this person is doing is against the establishment. It's against the Rebbe. It's against the other students. So it's not just that he's overcome by the Yitzhara. He's challenging, Lekanter, right? you know? Right? Is that it His motivation point. is contentious. In other words, if the motivation is desire and tava, and he, he wants his own kavod, that's not good, but you have to try to bring that person close. But if the motivation is challenging, that's different. That's one basic difference between these cases. Yashka, he's the worst guy in the world. But he wasn't challenging the rabbi. He wasn't saying that the Rebbe is not giving over a correct Torah. He's not. He's just a big Baltaiva. He's a Russia. You have no right to chase that person out. But if the person is Lakantar, he's chepping, That's different. That's different. Okay. But Asav, you have a big machlekis, What was Asav? What was Asav? Perhaps Rivka realized that Asav was uh, undermining Yaakov's ability to grow. Or challenging his ability to grow. What does that mean, he despised Kedusha. He outwardly, it wasn't just he was interested in, uh, like the Gemara says, he did five Averos. But be, he was being Mavaze, things that were holy. It wasn't just that he was into Avera. He was outwardly instigating against Kedusha, That's different. Alright, obviously... It's a very complicated topic, a very sensitive topic. But we just see uh, different Ma'mari uh, Chazal about this. And, uh, of course, you need Tadavan, you need Tziyata We're going to... Yeah. So in all these cases, did emotions have any play in it? No. No. So, Davran had no emotion and... Uh, oh, you mean in the mistake that Davran amal... Perhaps. We don't know. We, we don't have a right to criticize, you know, Davran uh, But the Gemara does say... That he was acted improperly in bringing Avshalom close. Can you imagine? Even David was wrong in bringing his own son close. So, very uh, it's very hard to know what to do. Okay, let us move on to a different part of the parsha, and we're going to tie it back to what we started with. Okay. Okay. So Yaakov puts on the clothing of Esav and he uh, masquerades as Esav. He comes in. He says, uh, "You know, ani Esav, anochi Esav b'cherecha, I'm mm-hmm. Esav." So Yitzhak feels him right. Hakol kol Yaakov Yeah. So he says, "I don't." Yitzchak gives him the bracha. Says the pasuk. Look at number eight. Vayigash he approaches him. Vayushaklo he gives him a kiss es He smells his clothing. Vayevarcheu. He blesses him. Vayoymer. He says, Re'e beni, sada Hashem. You smell good. I like you know. I like the soap you use. No, you smell good. Your clothing smell like a field that Hashem blessed." She says, "What? He smelled good. He was wearing the clothing of a goat." nothing smells worse than goat skin it stinks Rashi says there's nothing worse than the skin of goats the scent of Gan ganeden. the scent of uh, went in with him maybe they should market that scent, you know <laughs> scent of ganeden. fine the Gemara gives a completely different explanation for what, what Yitzchak smelled the Gemara in Sanhedrin says Reb Amar, number 10, Mehacha you know what Yitzchak smelled? He smelled the traitors of the Jewish people. I, he looked into the future, he saw all these Rashan that came out of the Jewish people, and they weren't even so bad. You know, Jewish Russia is much better than the worst, than, uh, than the worst, uh, than the best uh, guy. In other words, Yitzchak saw many Rashan, of the Jewish people and how they would do Tshuva. And the question we have to ask is that means Rashi and the Gemara are saying two very different things Rashi says what did Yitzhak smell? Gan Eden the Gemara says what did Yitzhak smell? The wicked Jews who would do tshuva like how do those two things fit in with each other you know you, you couldn't have possibly thought of two explanations that are more diametrically opposed that are different so how do we understand these two smells? another question what happens, Esav comes in, he says, Daddy, I'm home, I'm ready for the bracha, Yitzchak trembles, he trembles, whoa, then who just came in, and they realized, it was Yaakov, Yaakov stole the bracha, so Esav's crying, you know, do not you Then you leave something for me, can you give me something, you'll eat some of my food, and you'll give me some bracha, Yitzchak said, no, I have nothing for you, nothing, Esav said, just eat some of my food, Yitzchak said, I ate everything, can't eat can't eat anymore can't eat anymore why not he had such a Yitzchak had achil gasa. he had such a big meal he couldn't eat anything Esau brought him some meat so have a rib have you know a piece of stuff a little piece of uh, a little hot dog something have something you can't eat he ate everything there's always room for the, you know there's always room for dessert then another very interesting thing what does Yitzchak tell Asaf? he says the word sana sana take your sword Rashi says, what does it mean, sanna? Sanna Rashi says, it means to sharpen. Lahashkhiz. Lahashkhiz. Like the Mishnah says in Be'ah, Ein We don't sharpen the knife. Avol masiya al gabe chaverta. On Yom Tif, you know how to sharpen a knife. You know how to... Right? But you're allowed to just rub one against the other. You can't really sharpen. You can rub one against the other. So the lesson of the Mishnah is mashchiz es You don't sharpen the knife But what do you do? You could rub one against the other So then why did Yitzchak say "sana"? Rub one against Why didn't he say Bimashchiz. Sharpen it normally Why did Yitzchak tell him The way that we only do on Yom Tif Because you know how to do it the regular way Tell him to sharpen it straight out Says the Pirkei Derbe It's a Medrash When did this story take place? When did Yitzchak give Esav Yaakov the Brachos? It was the night of Pesach. The night of Pesach. The matter says, the night of Pesach came. And Yitzchak calls Esav, he says, Esav, I want you to know this night, everyone sings Hallel. The Malachim sing Hallel. The gates of heaven are open for bracha." By the way, we learn from here that the night of the Seder is a tremendous night that is mesugal. It is set aside for Hashem to bestow on us tremendous bracha, refuah, arichas yomim. So therefore, Esav, I want you to do the following. Go make me some food, and while the gates of blessing are open, you bring me the food, I will tap into that bracha, and I will give you the bracha. So what do we learn from here? That this wasn't any ordinary day. right? It wasn't even Thanksgiving. It was the night of Pesach. And the night of Pesach is designated for tremendous bracha. By the way, the Targum Yonason Ben Uziel says the same thing. If you look at number 16, Targum Yonason says that when Yitzchak became old and his eyes were dimmed. By the way, Rashi says, why were Yitzchak's eyes dimmed? Rashi says three explanations. Rashi says when by the Akedah, the malachim were crying, remember we learned, and malachim were crying, and the tears went into Yitzchak's eyes. Rashi says the smoke of the sacrifices of the wives of Esau irritated Yitzchak's eyes. Rashi says Hashem purposely made Yitzchak hard of seeing because He wanted Yaakov to be able to steal the brachos. Says the Targum Yonason ben Uziel another explanation why Yitzchak couldn't see well. Because at the Akedah, when God opened up the heaven... Yitzhak looked up at the Kisei Hakavod. And since since nobody could see God, it damaged his eyesight. That's what Targum Yonassam Ben says. I never saw this before. To me, this was a brand new explanation. Anyway, it says, Targum Yonassam Ben it
1: was...
0: It means he never sees his wife. I don't know if he was completely blind. He was... It was dimmed. It was dimmed. Okay, and he said to his son, "My son, this is the night of Pesach. The gates of Brach are open. Let's let's tap into that." Rashi tells us, "What does Yitzchak tell Esav? Bring me shnei gedoyim, two goats. Why?" Rashi says, "What? Yitzchak could eat two goats? Who could eat two goats? He can't even one goat. Right? Who could eat? Uh, Yitzchak really? You can't even more than who could eat more than two pieces of steak? What he ate like?" Uh, Ten lamb chaps and two goats? Who can eat two goats? Says Rashi, it was Pesach. You bring two Karbanos on Pesach. One is the Karban Pesach. One is the Karban Chagiga. First you bring the Chagiga because you can't eat the Pesach unless you're satisfied. So you eat the Pesach. You, eat from the, you don't have to eat the whole thing. You eat from the Pesach. Then on t- I'm sorry, first you eat the Chagiga. Then you eat the Karban Pesach. There's an incredible medrash. One more medrash. In Parshas bow. Parashas Bo, the Medrash tells us that Hashem came to Mitzrayim and he wanted to take B'nesor out of Mitzrayim he said, my children, it's time to leave the only thing was, we had no mitzvahs so Hashem said like this I'll get you to do I'll get, I'm going to get you to do a mitzvah I'm going to get you to do mila." and the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, they didn't do mila except for Shevet Levi any Levim here? Kohanim only Sheva Levi did bris milah, like the Pasuk says they kept the bris okay so Hashem says I want to get the Jewish people to do bris milah. so Hashem says Ah, oh, bring the carbon Pesach the night of Yetzias Mitzrayim so when got very excited they were going to bring the carbon Pesach they smelled the meat right nothing smells better to a man than, than roasted meat roasting meat smells good right Jewish people said, we want to eat it. Hashem said, not so fast. Anyone who's uncircumcised can't eat it. So the Meso said, we're not that hungry. Right? We're not that hungry. <laughs> so Hashem said, what am I going to do? I really want to get them to, uh, to do the Brismila. Milah. Hashem opened up Gan Eden. He opened up the window. He took all the four winds and he, the four winds blew the scent of Gan Eden into the carbon Pesach the Bnei Yisrael smelled it again. Ah, now this is meat. And they said, We're going through with the bris milah. They did the bris milah. They ate the carbon pesach. Hashem says, Now you're ready to get a blessing. Hashem picked up every dew. He kissed them and he blessed them. So Yitzchak is thinking like this Yitzchak is thinking, I'm going to have the carbon pesach be brought. And if it's brought properly with the right intentions and the right kavanos and it's brought the same way the Jews will, be, will bring it when they leave Mitzrayim, it will be accompanied by the scent of ganeden And Yitzchak also smelled something else. He smelled all those Jews who didn't want to do bris milah, all those traitors, all the bogdim, who were eventually brought closer through the scent of ganeden so, these two explanations, says the Be'er Yosef, Be'er Yosef says, in number 20, that these two explanations for what Yitzchak was smelling are not contradictory. He smelled the scent of Gan Eden, and he also smelled the scent of the Bogdim, the traitors. In other words, this carbon Pesach was bringing out, was a reliving or a pre-enactment of the way the Karben Pesach will be when B'nai Yisrael will bring it when they left Mitzrayim. What, what is that? Yitzchak smelled all those traitors, all those Jewish people who didn't want to do the brismila, and he also smelled the scent of Gan Eden. So these two explanations are not contradictory, but they were both present when B'nai Yisrael left Mitzrayim. So I'd like to suggest that what did Reb Chaim Vital tell us? Reb Chaim Vital said that by Yitzchak giving the brachos to Esav, he was going to be Makari of Esav. How? The same way Hashem was Makari of B'nai Yisrael. When we left Mitzrayim, how? He said, I want them to do brasmila. So, what am I going to do? I'm going to tell them to bring the carbon pesach. we will bring out the scent of Gan Eden. And then, they'll, in order to eat the carbon pesach, they'll have to do brasmila. So, perhaps, like we said before, Asaph never had a brasmila. So, what does Yitzchak say? How am I going to get him to do the brasmila? I command him on pesach to bring the carbon pesach. If he does it right, the scent of Ganeiden will come out and Esau is going to want to eat it. But an RLO Yochabo, an uncircumcised person, will not be able to eat it. And in that way, Yitzchak was hoping to get Esav to the Tshuva. Says Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunnenfeld. What does Yitzchak tell Esav? Yitzchak tells Esau, I'm sorry, b'mirma. your brother has come with deceit to steal the bracha look at Targum unklos. what does Targum say the word Mirma means? with wisdom that's that Mirma doesn't mean Chachma Deceit doesn't mean wisdom Deceit is trickery Chachma is wisdom why is the Targum translating the word deceit as Chachma? the answer is like this Yaakov was such a smart guy Yaakov says I don't just want to get the Bracha I want to get all the Bracha I don't want Esau to have one iota of bracha. How am I going to be able to do that? I have to let, I have to have my brother, I have to have my father eat in a way that he will not be able to eat one additional morsel. So what am I going to do? I feed him the carbon chagiga. I feed him the carbon pesach. And the halacha is ein Maftiran achar ha-pesach afikoimen. You're not allowed to eat anything after the afikoimen. So this was not, this was mirma, it was deceit. But it was chachma, it was wisdom. It was wisdom. There, that's why Yitzchak says, you know what I can't do? You know what? What does Yitzchak say? I ate everything. I ate everything? What do you mean? He filled himself up to capacity? No, halachically he filled himself to capacity. He ate everything he's halachically permitted to eat. I can't eat anymore. There's nothing left to give you. says Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanefelt, the gematria of the word bimirma is the same as afi kaiman. <laughs> the gematria of the word bimirma, your brother came B'mirma with deceit. What was the deceit? He gave me the afi kaiman. I can't eat anything else. That's why Rashi says, what does sana mean? It doesn't mean to sharpen, it means just one against the other. Why? It's yamtif. And yamtif, ain't mashkiz You can't sharpen. You can only. One on top of each other. So this was Yitzchak's grand scheme. Yitzchak didn't love Esav because he loved him. He loved him to bring him close. He gave him the brachos to bring him close. Rivka disagreed. Hashem agreed with Rivka, but it's very difficult decision to make, and very hard to know exactly when to take the approach of you bring close with your right hand, you draw away with the, you push away with the left hand. When you're supposed to push away with two hands. Very hard to know. You need Siyat HaDashmaya, you need Tadav, and the Hashem should guide you in the right path. But, we see Yitzchak had a very wise plan here. He figured he's going to give Yitzchak ace of the bracha. How? Tell him to bring the Karim Pesach. Maybe the Tam Gan Eden will convince him to do the Mila. But ultimately it didn't work. Ultimately, the bracha belongs to us. Have a good night.